You're listening to the Kilcullen Diary Podcasts. Stories in sound from a village grown bigger. Hello, I'm Brian Byrne and this is Kilcullen Diary. The inclusion of Duin Olina on the World Heritage Tentative List for Ireland is a step towards the ancient royal site gaining the world recognition it deserves according to Dr Susan Johnston of George Washington University, who has led the archaeological investigations at Dunoyne since 2006. She was speaking to me this week before she returned to the US on the completion of another summer dig with American-based archaeological students. I'm absolutely delighted. I mean, I know Bridget has worked really hard, Bridget Lachlan, and, uh, you know, there was a, a lot of people who put a lot of effort into it, so... Um, I think it's fantastic. I mean, you know, it, it seems to be a very long process and that's frustrating, but, you know, you got to take baby steps. Although there's still a long way to go before the Irish royal sites might make it all the way to full World Heritage status, and it's not guaranteed, there's stiff competition from the other two nominations on the tentative list, Susan Johnston believes it will amplify the global interest in Dunoilna. I'm always surprised, you know, we have the, we, we had this open day, you know, a couple of weeks ago. It was fantastic. You know, I think we had almost 300 people. And the same thing happened when we had one before. People who came up said, you know, I've lived here my whole life and I never knew this was important, you know. Yeah. And so on the one hand, there's this large group of people that are very involved in the site and, you know, support the research we do and, you know, work really hard to get it recognized. And then there's a whole bunch of other people who don't really understand, who don't know what it is and why it's important. So I think, you know, getting the getting listed like this is, is a good step in that direction because not only is it important sort of to the local people, but they come to realize that it's, it is an important world heritage site, right? And so, you know, I think that's, that's an important part of it. And this is a step towards, you know, getting that kind of recognition. So yeah, absolutely. Since 2016, the work of Dr. Johnston and her colleagues, Professor Pam Crabtree of New York University and Dr. Suzanne Garrett, has been augmented by the inclusion of the archaeological students to the summer visits, under the auspices of the Blackfriary Archaeological Field School based in County Mead. This year, there were 16 of them, and I asked Dr. Johnston how the work had gone. Uh, it went well. It was, you know, with, with the COVID, it was a bit of a challenge. <laughs> so, because, um, you know, one day we had 16 people and then three days later we had five because we were trying to figure out whether we needed to quarantine the students who were living with the students who had COVID. So it was, it was a bit of a challenge keeping it all organized. But no, I, I think it went really well. You know, we are we are slowly but surely, um, you know, working away, exposing this these two structures that we've been working on for the last few years. And, uh, and this was an important piece of that. Um, and, you know, the students, the students had a fantastic, you know, time. They've been all over social media. They went home last weekend, but they've been all, all over social media talking about how wonderful it was and, you know, how much they enjoyed their host families and how, you know. Coming to Ireland is a different kind of archaeology for the students because it gives them an experience that they probably won't get in the locations of the major archaeological explorations of Europe, North Africa, the Middle East and Central and Southern America. Oh, I think it's been really important because, I mean, on the one hand, 
I'm not telling you anything you don't already know if I say, you know, a lot of people don't pay much attention to Ireland. You know, you're in the U.S., you do archaeology, everybody thinks Egypt and, you know, Mexico and places like that. And those are terrific, interesting places. But, you know, Ireland, I, I think Ireland is a really interesting place and a kind of different kind of place than some of those where they had, you know, huge cities and they had this and that. You know, in Ireland they were doing something different, which is I've always been intrigued by. So so I, there's that. And I, it's also, it's a different kind of archaeology. Um, it's very much, you know, there aren't a lot of objects to find up there, although we did find, you know, a couple of really nice stone axes and a few, uh, some Neolithic pottery and stuff like that. But um, it's a, it's sort of about trying to untangle the traces of what people actually did. You know, they were digging these ditches and putting up posts and, you know, organizing their space. So it's a different kind of archaeology than I think a lot of people get exposed to. And so, yeah, I think that's a really valuable thing. And, I, you know, we are slowly but surely, you know, we now have a, a small reputation, at least, you know, within the university, um, of taking students somewhere different uh, and learning things that they might not learn in other places. Apart from the academic advantages to the students themselves, having them at an Ayana over the recent years has been a key element in enabling the excavations to take place at all? Oh, well, I mean, on the one hand, it is it is literally allowed it to happen. You know, um, money for archaeology is hard to come by. And so having students on it, I mean, to be blunt, having students who are willing to, you know, pay fees to come has meant we could do the research. Yeah. Um, but I also, you know, I really, I enjoy it. I mean, I, I like teaching and I, it's fun to take students who don't really know anything and show them how to do something and what, you know, I had two different students say totally independently that I had taught them in class introductory archaeology, you know, and I had said, you know, yes, you know, you take off the sods and then you take off the sort of the plow soil and then underneath there are all these features to excavate. And they, it's not, they both said, it's not like we didn't believe you, but somehow seeing it in front of them was really cool. They were like, oh yeah, it actually works just the way she said it did. So that kind of enthusiasm, you know what I mean? It's kind of fun to to see students learning this and get excited about it. And, and you know, some of them find out that they really don't want to do field work, but some of them find out that, you know, oh, they, this is great. I love this. I want to do this. I think that's important too. That kind of enthusiasm is really infectious. So I think it's really fun. Yeah. Looking forward, there's still work to be done on Dunalyana to get a full picture of its importance to our local past. About how long will it take? In the large absolute sense, you could spend a lifetime excavating up there. I mean, the site's huge, and there's tons of stuff up there. But the specific structures we've been excavating, I'd say probably, optimistically, maybe three more years before we pretty much got a handle on that. And then we'll have to decide, you know, if we keep this up or if we move somewhere else or, or what we do from there. But I would say at least two or three more years we would be till we, till we completely finish those structures. Susan Johnston has been deeply involved in Dunalyana ever since 2006 when she collaborated with the late Professor Bernard Wales in editing and publishing the findings of his original excavations here in the 1960s and 1970s. I put it to her that, apart from her main work in George Washington University, the Kilcullen site has taken up a large chunk of her life. 
has. <laughs> I, but you know, I, 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 I have been very lucky. You know, I, I get to do something that I love to do in a place that I love to do it, and there are not many people who can say that. Some people they they have a job and the job is fine, and then they do what they want to do on their spare time. I get to do what I enjoy doing, and you know that's my job. Not many people get that lucky. I consider myself incredibly lucky. That was Dr. Susan Johnston talking about her latest visit to Dunoyana in Kilcullen. It should be noted that Dunoyana is on a private working farm and is not open to the public. The Thompson family have kindly facilitated the archaeological investigations, but nobody's allowed on the farm without their express permission. I'm Brian Byrne. This is Kilcullen Diary, and thank you for listening.